What's up, everyone? This is Natalie here. I'm going to be your host today. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast, where it is our goal to help you live the best possible life with your dog. Guaranteed, today we are going to be discussing puppy socialization or just really socialization in general. But I am going to touch a little bit about why it's important to start your puppy off early and give a little bit of background into that. So I've been doing a little bit of research recently into socialization and one of the really helpful and interesting articles that I came across um, was Social Behavior in Puppies and it was written by J.P. Scott. He talked about the critical period hypothesis, um, normal development, and then how the anatomical um, development builds behavior in dogs from when sense organs are being developed, um, when the central nervous system is being developed, um, and everything else, and how that can differ from dog to dog based on genetics, but then also breed as well. And he talks about how um, beagles, they had less of a sensitivity to sounds, but German shepherds were more sensitive to sounds, huskies were more sensitive to touch, so on and so forth. And so when it comes to socialization, this is really important because so much growth and development is happening in puppies um, in the critical development period, which goes mm, anywhere around like 16 to 18 weeks is um, what he found in his study. And we see a lot more behavior problems these days um, because veterinarians, since they are in this space of where they have to care for dogs that get things like parvo, which is just absolutely horrific for dogs, they recommend that you do not take your dog out into places until they get all of their shots. But unfortunately, that means that you miss the critical development period. And so you miss the really crucial aspects of when you need to be socializing your dog. And some of the repercussions of not socializing your dog early, um, they can get, quote unquote, irrational fears to things. So if you don't bring your dog out into the world before they are 16, 18, 20 weeks old, before they have all of their shots, um, if they haven't been around men before, they can be very fearful of men or they haven't been around a lot of people. They'll just be very fearful of people loud noises, everything like that. And so ultimately it will lead to very large behavior problems. Um, and so my recommendation for that, um, if you have a puppy, if you're thinking about getting a puppy, and that is something to be worried about, about bringing your dog out in public before they do have all of their shots, I would recommend doing some due diligence, do a little bit of research. There are sites out there. Um, the best would probably be to call local veterinarians in your area and ask them where there have been outbreaks of parvo and to obviously avoid those areas. But when you're taking your dog out, that doesn't necessarily mean that your dog needs to have direct interactions with the environment. And this goes not just for puppies, but for all dogs when it comes to socialization. Socialization, a lot of times people think about it as um, they need to engage and interact and play and sniff and lick and bite and chew, whatever it is. But socialization um, is just 
being more neutral to the environment. They have the experiences. Um, we want them to be positive experiences. Um, and it becomes something in their repertoire that they have had an experience with. And so it does not need to be something that is triggering. And so um, even if you have an older dog, you can still socialize your dog. And I think that's important that you continue to expose them to the environment, to socialize them um, and make those positive experiences for them. Um, the other thing is that for puppies, since, you know, you want to jump right into obedience training and you may think to yourself, well, I can't take my dog out anyway. Um, but obedience can really wait when you have a puppy the foundational training should be more of exposure to the environment, um, getting them around as many different things as possible. And towards the end of this, I'm actually going to go through a checklist to start kind of getting the gears in your mind turning of some different ideas that you can do uh, with your puppies or just even with your adult dogs um, to do some socialization. And so um, for socialization, um, we want to target all of the different senses. So you want to do feeling and touch. You want to do smells, noises, and a bunch of sights. Um, so for a checklist sort of for that, um, feeling and touch. This is really important for cooperative care. So when you have a dog, and you can even do this with an older dog, you might have to do some counter conditioning or desensitization um, for these things. But if you have a puppy, this is really important. So that way you'll be able to groom them. So go, th go um, around your dog and touch their ears, touch the outside of them, inside of them, practice um, maybe putting some ointment or drops, wiping the inside of their ears so they get used to that, holding their muzzle, you know, opening up their mouth, checking their teeth, poking at their gums, um, putting a toothbrush in their mouth, um, and then uh, just holding their their muzzle very lightly so that way they're used to having their muzzle kind of um, confined, touch their, their nose as well. Their noses are really sensitive. Um, just kind of uh, gently <laughs> manhandle, so to speak, um, their their entire head. Make sure that you're touching their eyes. Um, you know, get eye drops, um, get uh, wipes for them. Uh, get used to checking the whites of their eyes. Paws are a huge, huge, huge one. I see it all the time, and people ask me questions of my dog won't let me clip their nails or touch their paws. If you start this with a puppy early, it's going to make all the things for the rest of their life for the next 12 to 15 to 16 years that you have them so much easier. So um, holding their paws, um, squeezing their paws, um, pinching in between um, their toes and their pads, practice um, dremeling their nails, clipping their nails, whatever it may be. And then uh, with their skin in their body, you want to pinch at their skin, pull at it, massage it, wipe them down with towels um, washing them, blow drying them, just thinking of all the things that you're going to have to do with a dog in the long run, getting them used to that, um, putting harnesses on them, brushing them, uh, you know, touch their tail, squeeze their tail, pull their tail, whatever it may be. And then practice taking collars on and off a lot of dogs. Um, you know, it's a very unnatural for a dog to wear a collar. And so they need to have some time to get desensitized to that. So those are some checklist items when it comes to feeling and touch. 
depending on the type of dog that you have, this next one, which is going to be sounds, you may have to work harder at it. Um, so I would do some research into the breed that you have or you're planning to get and kind of see what that breed has a predisposition to be fearful to. So with sounds, you want to get them used to, um, I, I would say really loud and big cars, trucks, and buses would be a really huge thing. Um, especially if you live out in a rural, rural, rural area, you never know if you're going to move into the city. Um, and you want to get your dog exposed to those really big loud sounds like garbage trucks or, um, construction trucks, whatever it may be. So, um, and then walking next to highways is really important in case you ever move. Um, and then doing all these different things in different weather environments. One of the things that I noticed with one of the boarding trains that I had is when we were walking next to the highway, she was totally fine. It rained one day and she could barely hold it together. Something about the cars going over the wet pavement really irked her out. And so it's those things that you, um, want to do as many things as possible um, to try and prepare your dog for for those situations that you that you just kind of don't think about also getting them used to sirens other dogs um, barking children playing children screaming cars honking concerts construction the doorbell all the different things try and expose your dog to that the next one is going to be sights and this one is really important and something that I think a lot of people don't think about is that sometimes dogs have a very difficult time generalizing things. So maybe you did expose your dog to men, um, but maybe you didn't expose them to men of color, um, African-American, Hispanic, um, you know, tall men, really short men, really large men, whatever it may be getting them around those people and them being able to see them um, is really important. The same thing with women as well. Um, Women with big coats on or handbags or heavy perfume, wearing heels, um, expose them to all the possible scenarios that you can. And a really big thing is children. Children have really high energy and dogs are very sensitive to energy. So children playing, screaming, um, chasing each other. Um, Oh, and and most importantly, children on bikes, scooters, rollerblades, um, anything that moves, get them around that. Um, But then also people running, um, kneeling down on the ground, on ladders, mowing their lawns, carrying things. Um, And obviously um, other dogs, being able to see other dogs, a variety of other dogs. And that doesn't mean that going and, you know, saying hello and having direct interaction with them, but just being in the presence of another dog um, and being okay with their presence, starting to become neutral to them. Um, And you do want to expose your dog to other dogs that are safe, that are vaccinated, um, that you trust. They're very balanced dogs. Um, Optimally, other dogs that are pretty neutral to other dogs maybe see other dogs kind of like furniture so that way your dog can interact with them and that other dog isn't going to care keep the interactions really short it doesn't need to be several minutes long it just needs to be a couple of seconds of having that direct interaction and then just being in each other's presence um, going for walks next to each other and then building that up to the point where they can start to play. And so those are the really big things and um, checklists that I would say. Um, smells is a lot harder 
Um, I think just because dogs have a much more heightened sense of smell, but I think that with doing all this sort of exposure and socialization, when you go out into places that maybe have construction or walking next to the highway and all this different stuff, um, the dog is going to get a really good balanced sense of exposure to smells. Um, one of the things that I also wanted to touch on is that when you have your dog that hasn't been up to date on all of their shots, um, like I said, they don't have to have direct interaction with everything in the environment. And so just carrying your dog around, you know, if you're going to go to the store, take your puppy with you, bring them into the car. You, ha- you have to go to the store. Awesome. You know, leave them in the car. They can, you know, see people walking by, um, you know, take them out uh, when you come back from going inside the store, walk them around the parking lot. You know, there's no need for them to have to walk on the ground. They're getting exposed to that environment. You have to go get gas. Awesome. Bring your dog with you to go get gas. Just pick them up and carry them. Walk into Home Depot or, or Lowe's or Petco and PetSmart. Walk into all these different stores to expose your dog more and just carry them around until they start to get their shots and they can, um, you know, walk on the ground themselves and you won't have any fear of them picking up some sort of a virus. But that's everything that I have for this podcast today when it comes to puppy socialization, but socialization in general, you can use this checklist of items. um, And hopefully I've inspired you to socialize your dog and explore some other ways to socialize your dog. Um, but that's just kind of a a basis of some things to start on and to keep in mind. But at the end of the day, please, please, please remember that don't wait until your puppy is, you know, more than 16, 18 weeks old to start getting them out into the world. Definitely start before then. You're going to be saving yourself a lifetime of trouble with dogs that um, have behavioral issues because of poor exposure and socialization. So, Thanks, guys, uh, for tuning in to this quick podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, You can go ahead and also find us on Instagram. Our handle is at canine underscore performance. Our website is canineperformance.us. And you can also find us on YouTube if you search Natalie Dobkins or canine performance. Um, But thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. Talk to you soon.